0: Welcome to the Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard.
1: Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 Podcast. This is episode 32. So glad you could join us and remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. My name is Dean Millard, pleased to have you aboard for this episode. I'm really excited about the interviews we are going to bring you, uh, the giveaways that we have, and much more. Jill Pollard from The Herb Life is going to be my guest today. It's a wonderful website that includes podcasts that takes a look at, uh, the female leaders in the cannabis industry. So it's also interesting how I, how Jill ended up on the show. We'll tell you about that a little bit later. David Wiley uh, from the OZ, OkanaganZ.com for this week in cannabis news. We're going to talk about some good news for one cannabis country, uh, company, bad news for one customer on the illegal market and, uh, buds over booze as well as edibles and Chris Ionson from Nova cannabis, Jasper Avenue, For what's that strain Cindy Jack from weed me is on the docket today. We also want to say congratulations to the winner of a mood storage box, courtesy of spirit leaf Argyle and the winner is at dead ear one. I think I'm pronouncing that properly. You know who you are. Congratulations. They went with a jug of sweet tea as for what they are looking forward to in season two. That was our cannabis question last week. We'll have another prize package for the cannabis question this week as well. But right now I want to know what's your groove.
0: Put that in your pipe and smoke it.
2: We It is awesome. This is great. This is the bee's knees.
1: So when I say what's your groove, uh, if you're going with something, if you're smoking a joint, maybe a bong, bong and a crepe, whatever it might be, uh, edibles, capsules, CBD, anything that you are consuming uh, cannabis-wise while listening to this show, I want to know what it is. What's your groove? My groove today is original stash. It's uh, the affordable ounce that we did last week on what's that strain less than 130 bucks for 28 grams. And I think it's Helios from Hexo, which is a variant of Maui Wowie, which I love as it really gets me going melts away some anxiety and stress. I like it a lot. So without further ado, I'm going to get my groove on. I like it. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Maui Wowie. I used to think it was just a uh, strain that Cheech and Chong made up, but I've been able to get it from friends from time to time, and I like it. So that's my groove, original stash, as we discussed last week. Uh, before we get into the action, I want to remind you, Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast listeners can get a fifty percent off with the promo code. Cannabis 101 for a Lobo Genetics DNA kit. Head to lobogene.com, use the promo code Cannabis101, all one word, and you get 50% off your DNA kit. They ship it to you, you do some swabs, send it back, and boom. How you metabolize, how cannabis affects you in different ways, and it's like having your own personal bud tender. I mean, they recommend your strains when you want to feel happy, when you need to be focused, when you want to calm down, when you need some energy. It's like having your own bud tender. It's really great. So to get your own DNA kit and to get 50% off, use the promo code cannabis101 at LoboGene.com and get your own personal bud tender.
0: Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: A couple of quick things before we bring in Jill Pollard, the founder of The Herb Life. And one is our cannabis question up for grabs today, a cannabis one-on-one podcast prize pack. Uh, We've collected a bunch of things. We'll throw something together and ship it off to you or deliver it to you if you're in the city, if you participate in our cannabis question, and that is games. What cannabis games, if any, do you play? Are there cannabis video games that you play? Are there games on your phone? that you play when it comes to cannabis. So you have some card games, you know, some people have some drinking games. I am not sure I would uh, recommend, uh, for beginners, a cannabis, uh, smoking type game, I like those drinking games. Um, but maybe some people play them. I don't know. What about board games? Maybe there's some cannabis board games out there. Uh, we've definitely talked on what's that strain about some board game strains, some social strains. And the one we have this week is one of those for sure. Um but I wanna know if you have your own type of cannabis games or if you play any type of cannabis games. There was one I used to play on my phone, oh, oh, it was like kinda like the, the farm town game of version of cannabis. Um, so I don't know, those can be fun every once in a while to pass some time or there could be some interesting ones out there as well. I'd like to hear from you if you do uh, participate in any cannabis games. Here's how you can get in touch with me to give me your answer. You can get me on Twitter at The Cannabis 101. You can reach me on Instagram at The Cannabis 101 Podcast, on Facebook at Cannabis 101 Podcast. And if you would like to email me, maybe you would like to remain anonymous, and that's totally fine. It's Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That's Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com dot com we'll give you that address a little bit later on in the show as well but recently we had a winner that just said hey i would ri- rather be anonymous um and that's totally fine it's everybody's personal choice we're not going to out anybody um, if they ask us uh, to to remain anonymous so what kind of cannabis games do you play up for grabs a cannabis 101 podcast prize pack there will be an accessory in there for sure. And before we get to our interview, time for what goes well with cannabis. And that's anything that pairs well with cannabis. Uh, Maybe it's something as uh, busy as rock climbing, active as rock climbing. Cannabis and rock climbing have a long history. Uh, There's some pretty good documentaries. One of them I'm going to watch tonight, actually. Or maybe it's something as simple as doing the dishes, mowing the lawn, shoveling the snow. A lot to shovel right now, And you don't want to be doing it. It's like minus 50 here in Alberta with the wind chill at times. So I hope wherever you are, you're in a warm spot enjoying uh, this podcast. For me, what goes well with cannabis is making music. On the weekend, I had to come up with some new um, musical um, songs. I guess you would say instrumentals. And GarageBand, that's where I uh, create most of my music. And I I really love getting a nice creative strain and uh, diving into some music and things like that. So for me, making music is what goes well with cannabis. This is the Cannabis 101
0: Podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: Very excited to speak with Jill Pollard, founder of The Herb Life. And uh, before we get going, Jill, thank you so much for being a part of the show. There's kind of an interesting um, way of of how you became a guest. We were running a contest with all of our followers once we reached 420. My wife picked a number out. It happened to be you. And then I was like, wow, this is amazing. I want to get you on the show. (laughs) So we do have a prize package uh, that we are sending out to you. And I'm so thankful that uh, we came together in this way and you can be part of the program.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for you know, the prize, I never win stuff. So this is
1: incredible for me. <laughs> awesome. Well, we try to give away stuff every show so uh, our, our listeners can uh, get rewarded. Uh, before we uh, get into the herb life and then how you uh, came upon that and, and, and founded that, I always like to get a little bit of backstory with my guests. Um, for most people, they did something before the cannabis industry. But how did you get into the uh, cannabis industry and, and how did you come upon cannabis in general?
2: Oh, you know, it was it was really a matter of right time, right place, uh, and everything in the universe kind of came together to make it happen. I was I was doing like freelance uh, marketing here on Vancouver Island, um, and I was working with a bunch of small businesses in my community. And a woman that I knew, uh, she was a friend of mine. Her husband was launching or you know creating a new licensed producer so this was in 2013 when um, when the government sort of opened it up to more applicants and uh, so her husband just he thought of me and invited me to come and join the team and I honestly just felt like I had like struck gold I couldn't I couldn't believe that someone was willing to pay me to talk about cannabis and <laughs> <to> <laughs> sort of spread the good word I just thought yes I'm never going to do anything other than this.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, That is uh, amazing so uh, I'm assuming cannabis had been part of your life prior to that?
2: Yeah absolutely as like a huge part of my life and really my whole life um, you know I was raised by this very progressive forward-thinking man who was you know he was an artist and he just uh, like he cannabis um, prohibition or cannabis as a bad thing was just a concept that was never really introduced to me until well until the dare program at school yeah. <laughs> and then I was surprised oh what <laughs> this plant is a, is a bad thing that's weird I thought it was medicinal
1: That's such an interesting, um, attitude to come at that from. And, and it, and it is so proof of children are a product of their environment. I mean, most of the population, (laughs) including myself was taught that cannabis was wrong until I realized it wasn't you were the exact opposite. So that must've been really strange that day in school where you're like, wait a minute, you guys are saying this stuff that's at my house is wrong.
2: Yeah, it was super weird. I mean, to be clear, it wasn't, you know, like my father wasn't sort of like always high around right. me, but it just was, you know, it was just like a non-issue. It was, a, this is a plant, let's not be ridiculous. You know, lots of people use it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the sort of, I, I think I, I just remember being surprised at the, the negativity and the rhetoric that I was hearing, you know, and I remember going home and just being like, this is, this is weird. This is not like how I expected people Mm -hmm. to react to this plan. Yeah. You know, your,
1: your, your household was so forward thinking where, you know, today uh, we are, uh, you know, a year plus into legalization in 2020. And there are lots of people that are still uncomfortable telling maybe their parents or their kids about it. And I, I listen to each their own. You can't force somebody into something but uh, I just think that we have to normalize this and and the great thing is there's a generation that's going to grow up without that uh, negative aspect to it but uh, I think what your family how your family approached it is how so many people should be approaching it today
2: yeah I, I mean I think so and I, I I would never tell another parent how to parent their children right but I will say that I am extremely excited that my children are going to grow up in a world where they have a choice and where you know we're able to educate them on the harms of alcohol and the fact that you know you have alternatives and you know I try to be realistic my kids are really young now but when they're older they they're going to experiment that's what people do it's what people have done since the dawn of time i can't expect them to uh, stay away from intoxicants. So, so I'm just so excited to be able to say, here's this, you know, safer alternative, um, and you're not going to go to jail for experimenting with this. Instead,
1: yeah, well said. Yeah. So let's talk <laughs> about the Herb Life, and when you uh, head to the uh, Twitter account at the underscore Herb Life, you will see mm-hmm. it's H-E-R, and then the B in brackets, uh, Life. Uh, so you're you're celebrating. Uh, women in cannabis Um, one of the hashtags on your twitter account is uh, hashtag dope ladies so tell me a little bit about uh, the herb life was this something that you just uh, you know um, discovered had a uh, light bulb idea one day or is this something that you had been thinking about for a long time
2: it was you know it started out as my own blog you know like a place where I could just kind of be a little bit more creative in my writing or a little bit less um, sort of buttoned up, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wanted a place where I could be a little bit sillier. And then at the same time, uh, like working in the space, I was meeting so many women who were doing such incredible, courageous, you know, like uh, things and creating these new products and companies. And I just thought, if I can do something to help, maybe that thing is build a platform where we can help spread their message and, uh, and talk about who they are and celebrate the work that they're doing. And uh, so it just kind of evolved into that. And, and it just sort of luckily grew and and found a bit of an audience. And we've just been so blessed, uh, you know, to be able to keep talking about women and interviewing them and, and, while at the same time really trying to have a lot of fun with our content and create stories that are relatable to people who love this plant.
1: Uh, it's amazing so um it started as a, a, a blog and it's grown into um uh, many different forms of uh of media uh podcasts and articles um, um i guess uh, it, 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 do you have you know what's the what's the next step do you have ideas for more or is this is uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you know this this industry is so new uh, you want to kind of rush to get everything out there but you got to do it properly i think you guys are doing it really really well
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, it certainly helps that I've got a fantastic team around me. Um, They're all really creative and they're all just as excited as I am to create new projects and come up with new products that we want to put out there. And right now we're really, really loving podcasting. I mean, you know, how fun it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have a ton of creative freedom uh, and that's, really a direction we're looking more and more at expanding um but i mean our our first love our first home will always be the website um, and just being able to you
0: know whether we're
2: sharing industry news or trying to educate about the plant or we're just trying to make people laugh that's really our home base
3: hmm
1: I was listening to uh episode nine uh, the other day it's not ladylike uh, with uh, Jessica Fung and Caitlin ho and and my, I I had an you know just an eye-opening experience about um the uh, the Asian culture and how I guess negative the the cannabis word is in some families I was blown away by that and uh. I I couldn't believe it. It was a real eye-opener. It was a really entertaining episode.
2: It's incredible, isn't it? And I'm so, so thankful for Jessica and Caitlin for coming on and being so open and sharing their stories. And I really am a huge fan of Jessica and everything she's doing on her blog. And um, I've been looking for an opportunity to work with her in some capacity. And so we had this spot open in sessions, which is our podcast that you know none of us are actually on we, <laughs> we sort of create like a set of rotating hosts so that each episode you're listening to an entirely different conversation with different perspectives and so we had this spot open and i immediately thought of jessica and i and i knew that she would have lots of really valuable stuff to add to the conversation
1: yeah very it was very uh, entertaining i i definitely recommend it for people um, that uh, want a few laughs and and to learn a, a few things as well. And and the title of that podcast is "It's Not Ladylike," which is it's it's strange for me because I've never thought of cannabis as uh, anything masculine. Anything uh, the, right. the, the, you know the the best part of the plant comes from. The female part of the plant, Mary Jane, is the, and I've never thought about that. Um, so for me to think uh, like I think uh, a, a, a woman smoking a joint is a beautiful thing. I've never thought of it as a masculine thing. Why? Why do you? Uh, why do you think the term "it's not ladylike" comes from?
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's just like the dichotomy of you know being a woman and also being somebody who just likes to like the intoxication, Mm -hmm. you know, we're often, often women feel like they're held to a different standard and, you know, the rules of society don't necessarily apply. Like I'm a mother, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like scandalous in some circles (laughs) for me to talk about how much I like getting high. (laughs) Um, And so it really just kind of comes from that, um, that whole idea. Yeah. That it's not okay that we have to be, a little more you know buttoned up or or whatever would what have yeah.
1: you um yeah <laughs> that's interesting uh, cannabis and gender I, I, as I mentioned to you before we started chatting I came from a very male dominated industry the the sports television and radio industry where there were some females when I started and more and more started uh, gaining access to that uh, industry and and I, I some of the uh best uh, colleagues i had uh, were women they were way smarter there was there were s- some women that i met were way smarter um when it came to certain sports uh, than i was and i never understood why people thought well you have to be a man to understand hockey etc so i i wonder is the cannabis industry um equal i mean this is a brand new industry and here we are in 2018 when it was legalized there should not be any more old boys clubs, especially in a brand new industry. What is your viewpoint of um, you know the the female role in the cannabis industry right now?
2: Well, I mean, a couple of things. Um, one, as you say, this is a brand new industry, which means it's a brand new opportunity. Um, in in North America and Canada, we don't have gender parity in any industry. So this is an opportunity to really kind of lead by example, and um, I'm heartened by the fact that there are so many industry leaders who are so vocal about this need. And I think that I understand why there's a lot of a lot of men and male leaders, you know. Um, Uh, there's there's a lot of men coming over from alcohol and pharma it makes sense that's fine but we're also seeing a ton of vocalization around supporting women promoting women hiring women and i think the results are going to be that um in this particular industry we come a lot closer to gender parity and i i'm just so excited about that possibility
1: uh, that, um, that's so heartening to hear because exactly as yeah. you said, it's a new industry. It's a, it's an opportunity to set a standard that all other industries could try to live up to. Exactly.
2: exactly. And I mean, we know, like we have data that shows that when your board of directors or your leadership team is diverse, uh, companies do better. They perform better. Um, so it just it makes sense. There's so many great reasons to go ahead and embrace diversity. So I think uh, in this new industry and uh, with with all of these people who are coming from, you know, maybe an unregulated space, they're seeing an opportunity to create the change they've always wanted. Who are
1: some of your mentors, the people that you look up to in the cannabis industry?
2: Oh. Gosh, there are so many. Um, let's see, Berinda Rasode at Glow Tech Labs has always been really, really welcoming to me. Um, same with Rosie Mondin. She's an incredible force and deserves all the accolades that she's been receiving. Um, let's see, Jamie Shaw is somebody that I've been privileged enough to work with often. And I just, you know, every time we speak I feel like I come away a little bit smarter mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah I just you know there are so many women who are just so creative uh, just going for it and I'm I'm impressed by all of them
1: you know I think this industry uh, as it is so brand new um, I always kind of make the joke that we all have to be pulling on the same hemp rope to get the cannabis industry. To a standard where then we can start uh you know talking about how good we are and better than the the competition but i think everybody ahead has ahead. to ask to pull this uh, industry forward to get to that point and uh, i am sure people have reached out to you and you know that there i think there's a responsibility to you know if you if you are successful to help somebody else be successful. So, you know, what is it like for you uh, to to be a mentor for somebody else um, that that maybe reaches out, and and how important is it for us to help the next wave?
2: Oh, it's uh, it's critically important. Um, you know, anytime that anyone's ever reached out to me, I'm so honored that they would view me that way and and even want to ask my opinion. I'm more than happy to sit down and chat with people. Um, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in the value of having a big network and, um, mentoring is a great way to increase your network. Um, you know, we also know that a lot of times people who are acting as mentors report higher job satisfaction. So from a purely selfish point of view, Mm -hmm. I'm into it. Mm (laughs) No, I think it's great. I mean, so I also teach the compliant marketing class at Mount Royal University. And it's one of my favorite things to do because, you know, each new group of students who come in, they're also enthusiastic and excited. And it's, it's really contagious. I love being around that energy.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Um, I've uh, I've had a journey with mental health for most of my life, but was officially diagnosed about six, seven years ago. And I've even found since then in that world, stigmas are being defeated. Uh, people are realizing that um, you're not weak, you're sick in that uh, situation. We also have yeah. to defeat some stigmas in the cannabis industry. It, it may take a little bit longer. And, and I'm talking like this is the stigma for mental health has been going on for years, but how do, you, yeah. th- how do you think we defeat stigmas in the cannabis industry? Because it can be done, as we've seen on the mental health side.
2: I think so. And I think, you know, education is key to defeating stigma. It's also key to harm reduction. Uh, so that's sort of a two-pronged reason to really lean into sharing as much education and information as possible. But I think, you know, even just by creating the kind of content that we created, the Herb Life, which is just sort of unabashedly pro-cannabis in your everyday life. Um, you know, we're not necessarily trying to teach you about different cannabinoids or, you know, therapeutic effects. We're just trying to talk to you as though we assume that you love it as much as we do. Um, and I think that that really helps because, before I had created the Herb Life, I hadn't found any media sources that assumed I already, you know, had an understanding mm-hmm. of the plan. I just wanted, you know, fun content that was interesting and engaging, and that talked to me about cannabis uh, the way that I, you know, talked to my friends about it. And so I think that if we're continuing to just kind of have these conversations and tell our stories and all of that good stuff. That's going to really help normalize it and and uh, remind people of how many people actually use cannabis. It, it's
1: amazing, and there are so many eyes on our country right now, and in, within our country on this industry. Um, I think there's still a lot of people that want this industry to fail, unfortunately, and hopefully those attitudes yeah. change over year over years, but. What do you think of legalization so far by our country and moving forward into this next phase as we're into now with edibles, soon drinks and vapes, et cetera. Uh, how do you think we're handling it as a country?
2: Well, I mean, I know legalization is far from perfect, mm-hmm. um, but we couldn't really expect to get it right, right out of the gate. Um, you know what I mean? Like I right now I'm just feeling so excited that we even have the opportunity, I think, that puts us miles ahead, Um, you know. And I try to remember, too, that I live in a bit of a bubble. Uh, Everybody I know loves cannabis and wants it to be legal. But, you know, that's not necessarily a representation of the entire population of Canada. So trying to remember that there are people who are scared, um, Mm. you know, about what's going to happen helps me look at the regulations differently. You know, I think if I was somebody who did not vote in favor of legalization and was very concerned that, you know, all of the children would overdose and have horrible experiences or whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, then these regulations would make me feel safer and comfortable. And as we move forward and we can show more and more people that there aren't these big, scary risks necessarily involved, then I think um, maybe optimistically those regulations might loosen in time and we'll see a more relaxed attitude. But for now, I mean, I get it Um, and, uh, and I understand and I feel like our job is to illustrate that this is actually the right direction to be going in and we're doing well. Yeah,
1: I always look at it as, um, you know, the initial benefits is that I can go buy a pre-roll, come home, uh, smoke it in my house and not have any fear of somebody banging on my door to arrest me. The Yeah,
3: I
2: love that. <laughs> the,
3: yeah,
1: the bigger benefit is all the science that is going in and all the research that is now being done um, at a, at a furious pace from what I understand. So that we are able to tell a lot of the people that are concerned or confused that here is how this plant can help you. Here is how it's not going to harm you as compared to other things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that there's uh, so much, so much more opportunity when it comes to understanding, you know, our own bodies and how we interact with this plant. It's, it's fantastic. It's just a great opportunity right now.
1: It, it sure is. Uh, on on our show, we do a segment called "What's That Strain?" where we explore the strain from its uh, history, lineage, uh, the the producer, all those things. But one thing we really try to do is recommend who this strain is good for. Uh, the, you know, example, um, this uh, we did Cindy Jack uh, last night. This is not a beginner strain. So, uh, right. what would what would be your advice for somebody? looking to explore cannabis for the first time, because I find some of the most fascinating conversations come with those people. Um, because like you, I'm in a bit of a bubble where I just assume everything, everybody knows everything about cannabis, but what would be your advice for somebody exploring for the first time?
2: Oh gosh, for the first time, I mean, you know, it's your sort of standard, uh, go low and slow, uh, sort of, uh, approach to it. Um, and, like, really, you don't have to smoke that whole joint. It's okay if you don't. Right. Um, it's probably best if you don't. Put it down, walk away, wait and see how you feel, and then come back to it. And particularly for edibles, um, 10 milligrams is plenty for a new user. I wouldn't recommend that you eat that entire square of chocolate. Right. Um, I think the one message that I really, really try to zero in on is if you start to feel anxious and uncomfortable, know that you're not going to die. Mm. You're going to be okay. Um, and you just need to hang on to that and remember for next time to maybe try something with a lower THC content or, you know, consume less of it at the time. Um, I think you know, that's my biggest concern around edibles is how many new consumers are going to overindulge mm. and then you know, have awful experiences, I'd really like to see that be avoided as much as possible. Um, So just easy desert you know as you're getting started yeah go Uh, slow you
1: don't have to win this (laughs) race it's it's two very 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 good points that you made is that if you are having a bad experience with cannabis as hard as this might sound you just have to you're going to ride it out but you are you you might feel like you're going to die but you are not going to die you might fall asleep eventually that's one of the things that people have to remember and with the edibles my 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 advice is always and my philosophy is okay uh you have something and you're you're not feeling it so you think you should have some more wait another half an hour after that
2: yeah exactly don't have more not yet because if you're not feeling it yet it just hasn't kicked in mm-hmm. it just takes a little bit right.
1: longer it's not going to make it any worse by waiting
2: like <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're exactly. looking
1: to get really high well you can wait a little bit you're still going to get really high when they kick in i always warn people that don't rush with edibles, wait, at least uh, if you think you need more, you should wait a half hour more. That's kind of my, uh, my catchphrase for for that one.
2: That's the beauty of edibles. You know, they take a little bit longer to kick in, but Mm -hmm. then they last a lot longer. That's So just like really, really listen to your bartender when they're explaining this to you. It is very important information.
1: A (laughs) hundred percent. And I, and I think, um, that's one of the great things that we have now, um, I'm not saying everybody that works in a real retail store knows everything, but for the right. most part, when I've been in stores and, um, you know, I try to ask questions, engage people's, um, uh, knowledge as, as, you know, to see if it matches what I have. And I, for mm-hmm. the most part, people are very knowledgeable and if they're not, they get somebody because the worst thing you can do is fake it. And then that's dangerous.
2: That's dangerous. No, you can't do that. That's mm-hmm. that's a terrible idea. I always appreciate when somebody just says you know what I don't actually know right you know and even more if they're like let's look it up or ask someone yeah great (laughs)
1: yeah you have have to get it right because you're you're you could give that person if you give them the wrong knowledge a bad experience and they never come back
2: and they never come back and you know I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase, but uh, you know, if somebody has a great experience, they'll tell one person. And if they have a bad experience, they'll tell 10. Yes. So this is what we want to avoid.
1: Yes, exactly. All (laughs) right. uh, Last one for you. What would be, your advice for somebody trying to get into the cannabis industry as as you did um, you know how should somebody go about uh, getting into the cannabis industry aside from all obviously the legal things that you have to take care of and and certificates that you have to get but what would you be be your advice for approaching to get into the industry
2: well i mean it really depends on the you know, particular skill set you're bringing. But if you, for example, if you are a marketer, um, you know, get on, get on Twitter, get on social media and find out about the different companies that you're looking at potentially working with and get active and start, you know, uh, making connections with people who are in the space already. Um, and, uh, and certainly, you know, go to, go to events, um, it feels like, at least in Vancouver, um, it feels like when we have cannabis-related events, there's a lot of people who come out to all of them. So you're you're going to make friends, and that's one of the best ways to find out about job opportunities. Um, beyond that, I cannot stress enough how important it is to do your research. Know not just the plants, and not just the various companies operating in this space. But understand the Cannabis Act, understand what compliance means and, you know, and, and why we can and can't do certain things. I, I love when people are looking to get a foothold in the space and already know their stuff. You know, they already know how uh, how marketing would work in this space or how you can and can't grow in the space. I think that's fantastic. They're miles ahead of other potential applicants.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah research is uh, one of the best things. you know it, it might sound silly, but one of the best books I've found is Cannabis for Dummies, you know those those series. Yeah. like it really mm-hmm. it it's it's amazing. If somebody is brand new, there's, there's a lot of research uh, that you can do just within that book, but there are a lot of other uh, books that you can dive a little bit deeper into uh, by some uh, really good authors and uh, um, information out there as well. So I, I, I agree with you. Research is, is certainly one of the best ways to, to get a, a maybe a step up on everybody that wants to get into the industry, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. If you can illustrate that you know what you're talking about and you're you know kind of ready to hit the ground running – that's great. That's a wonderful thing. The space moves fast and things change quickly, so you know being prepared and, and being able to be flexible is uh, is key as well.
1: <laughs> no kidding, Jill. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you can find uh, the Herb Life on Twitter at the Herb or at the underscore Herb Life, and uh, you can mm-hmm. also check out the website The Herb Lifestyle. .com. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Jill. Uh, your uh, your oh, prize package so. is on the way, so I hope you enjoy that, and I hope we get to chat again soon.
0: I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Dean. <laughs> What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News.
1: Another edition of This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash Oz, you can sign up uh, for their newsletter. Check out uh, stories on the website about the cannabis industry, and you can follow them on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Wiley Writer. David, it's great to be back. Uh, both of our households have been petri dishes of sickness as of late, <laughs> so it's good to chat with you again.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. It's been a rough start to the to the new year, so I'm hoping that uh, all the this- all this cold and
1: all this flu is behind us. For sure. Uh, well, good news uh, is that uh, AFRIA is continuing to arrow up, as uh, Tom Rennie, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, would say when he was talking about something positive. Um, there's been a lot of negativity <laughs> in the cannabis industry, but not with these guys.
3: No, the, AFRIA is being dubbed by some, actually, as a, as a cannabis unicorn. It seems like they're, they can do no wrong in some ways. Uh, when you think about the, this company, they own brands, uh, recognized brands like Soleil, uh, Riff, Good Supply, and uh, maybe most, uh, most famously Broken Coast, which has definitely been leaving its mark on the mm-hmm. cannabis industry. And they have reported some pretty strong numbers, especially in the way that this sector has been performing as of late and that includes a revenue for adult-use cannabis at $29 million, and that's an increase of 46% from their previous quarter. Uh, Also, notably, they have about $500 million in cash, and that's uh, said to be something that would help them to survive any future downturn in the sector, and uh, it's also handy to fund their planned growth in Canada and internationally. So CFO Carl Merton. He said on a conference call that uh, Apria is actually looking at returning money to its shareholders hmm. through dividends. So, if you've got stock in Apria, there's something to look forward to. Um, on you know, on a bad note, of course, they did cut their revenue forecast. Uh, so that's uh, that's down. And uh, on that news, shares did trade down after the report. The stock closed uh, at about six and a half dollars, and that was down from about eight and a half dollars in Canadian markets. So it's a, an interesting company to watch and uh, and a lot of people are definitely betting some of their money on it.
1: Well, it's an interesting time in the cannabis industry and by no means am I a, a stockbroker, but um, I don't think this business, uh, this industry is going away. Uh, it's going to get stronger as it grows and the hard part is picking the company to grab onto for the ride and you hope that Mm -hmm. you know they don't go the way of some of the other companies unfortunately we've talked about in in the past Um, but this seems like one of those companies that is so stable right now that as long as they don't try to bite off more than they can chew they should steadily grow and and people maybe should be you know not that we're giving out stock advice but look into this company yeah definitely Uh,
3: if you're looking at an overnight payday yeah uh, this is no longer the industry to be investing in and this is definitely more of a long-term look and again i'm not a stock broker myself this just comes from you know a, a lot of reading about uh, the industry in the market and that seems to be the sense that that if you're holding long then now's a now's a good time to be looking at you know at, at how companies are performing
1: the other story, one of the other stories we're going to chat, chat about right now is bud over booze in Canada as uh, beer consumption has declined. And one of the reasons is they think the legalization of cannabis is taking a bit out of the alcohol industry.
3: It, it may not sound like much, but beer consumption's fallen by about 3% during the first full year of legalization. When you're looking at a multi-multi-billion-dollar industry, 3% is a heck of a hit. And we can expect beer's bloodletting to gush even more this year. That's because cannabis drinks are going to become available in the near future. And there's there's a lot of uh, belief that those drinks are going to become a big disruptor to the alcohol industry. And, I mean, alcohol companies seem to have suspected this trend for some time now, and the big ones have been setting up partnerships with cannabis companies. Mm-hmm. We've got Constellation Brands, which is deeply invested in canopy growth. Uh, Anheuser Busch is in with Tilray. Uh, Olsen Coors has a partnership with Hexo. So it's uh, there is a little bit of hand holding happening here. Um, you know, people who are switching to cannabis over alcohol generally say that uh, cannabis tends to make them more introspective and more patient, while alcohol tends to make them more boisterous and more impulsive, uh, you know, more open to doing silly things. And it, it, it feels better to them. That's, that's the way it is for me. I much prefer the way that cannabis makes me feel. It tends to make me feel creative. Well, alcohol tends to make me a kind of a dick, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I much prefer to smoke myself or you know edibles or whatnot. Um, the the challenge here is that alcohol comes with its own built-in social life, and when it comes to cannabis, there's really nowhere to use it in public. There's no cannabis bar to go to. And, in fact, B.C. isn't even allowing event permits for cannabis. Mm. You can't advertise in pubs. There's nowhere really to go and gather together and have a good time. So that's creating this environment where cannabis users are becoming real homebodies. And one of the trends that we're seeing uh, at the end of last year, or even moving into to this year, is that more and more people are having house parties and opening up their homes to their friends. and And, you know, getting social that way, that's going to have an interesting impact, not just on alcohol sales, but also on people going to bars and clubs, I think. And and that's what we're going to see is that people are just going to have uh, more of a more of a homebody kind of social life.
1: Well, it's so interesting. You you, you mentioned 3% might not sound like a lot, but when you look at the average from 2014 to 2018 was dropping only 0.3%. This has to make uh, alcohol companies take notice, and and like you said, some of them have uh, have uh, plans in place already. Uh, but the alcohol industry in general is it has to be so happy right now with the regulations that are in place for cannabis. I mean, you watch the Super Bowl coming up, and you'll see fifty Budweiser ads. Uh, you'll never see anything about cannabis even in a uh, a store window. Um, so uh, you know the they. The regulations are on alcohol side right now for how long, I don't know. Um, you know, if, if you really want to keep it out of hands of uh, kids and, and then I commend that and everything, then do it with alcohol. Like you did it with tobacco and like you're doing it with cannabis, because we both know, and listen, we're big advocates, but we both know which is the healthiest choice of the three.
3: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and anyone who lives anywhere near downtown in the city or a bar knows what happens at two o'clock in the morning when those places let out. So I I'd love to see a cannabis lounge open up and then see what happens when that place lets out at 2am. I can only imagine it'd be a real quiet walk home, maybe a little bit of giggling happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you
3: and, and a heck of a boon for any kind of taco truck that's sitting out there. That's for
1: sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Those hot dog stands or whatever they be, they'd be, uh, retiring on beaches, if they allowed that, okay. Uh, one of the stories that we're going to talk about this week is buyer beware, and and you and I have chatted about this when it comes to when it when it came to the uh, distillate vape crisis that was going on in the states and in in Canada because of black market online companies, and there is a a, a BC customer that is out almost five hundred and twenty five dollars. Because this company apparently has vanished.
3: <laughs> or have they? Or I don't and know, that seems, yeah. That seems to be a big mystery. If you've, You know, if you frequent forums that discuss cannabis, you'll, you'll instantly recognize people who buy from mail-order marijuana companies because they'll staunchly argue that legal cannabis is a rip-off compared to unregulated growers, that it's just not up to snuff. But what they often gloss over is the frequency of people actually getting ripped off by illegal dealers and the risk is there this is a story that really highlights that because when when you're ripped off by uh by a marijuana male order marijuana company there there's no repercussions and yet hilariously that didn't stop this one disgruntled black market customer from filing a complaint with the better business bureau Mm -hmm. yeah over 524 dollars uh product that was never delivered the customer complained about uh, about this BC-based Bud Express Now is what they're called, um, and they they never gave a refund, even though she told them that she didn't receive the the product. They did give her a Canada Post tracking number, and once she contacted Canada Post, they said, "No, we've never we've never received this package." Now I got to say, hats off to the Better Business Bureau that actually tried to resolve the dispute. Yeah, so they. They'd contacted this company or tried to anyway and just didn't get anywhere. So they told business in Vancouver that you know, it's really like you said, it's buyer beware. When you're dealing with businesses that aren't legitimate, you run a serious risk. Uh, they're not they're not abiding by rules, they're not by, abiding by legislation. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, you know, even to start with, they're operating outside of any of that framework. So the umbrella protection that you get as a consumer uh, you don't have there. And that, that is one of the, the great bonuses of legalization to cannabis consumers is that we have consumer protection now. And, you know, if if in one case like, uh, on the East Coast where your your cannabis package was uh, filled with nuts and bolts, yeah, exactly. for, in- for instance, you know, you can get a refund or you can have that product swapped. Now, if you're dealing with a company that doesn't operate within consumer protection well you're out of luck
1: that's exactly it you you unfortunately um run the risk of of in most cases not getting a lot of feedback and and you're right uh, for the better business bureau to go investigate uh, a non-regulated illegal uh, setup is is kind of amazing this is what i don't understand <laughs> I don't understand why these companies can get away with this. I mean, you know, the, the, the dispensaries that were in BC are a little bit of a different story. Those, uh, the, the shops that were, you know, I've been to some in Victoria where you walk in and, you know, fill out a form and you buy $25 worth of giant Chong joints and it's like, wow, how does this exist when it doesn't in Alberta? I don't understand how these online companies still exist in this world of legalization. I don't know how they I do not know how they get away with it David
3: it, I think that part of the reason is that they're tough to track down um, the mail order ones anyway the BC government says that it's working with the federal government to try and shut down uh, black market cannabis sales online uh, you know a lot of those companies do accept credit cards Um so banking is actually federal jurisdiction mm. and that's why they have to work with that level of government. And, you know, here we go. We just get into layer upon layer of bureaucracy. And I think that that's part of the problem here is that when you're trying to shut something down like that, you know, whose responsibility is it? And everyone wants to pass that buck off to someone else.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, 100%, uh... It's a it's a it's a weird uh situation that we're in right now um we're also in a bit of a weird situation other than it being minus 50 here in alberta nice. right now um but edibles are just now arriving in stores and you know I, i've talked to some retailers that said uh you know they're almost out already others haven't received them yet it, it's weird they they did a lottery with the 397 retail stores can you believe it almost 400 stores in alberta wow. so they did a lottery and uh, only some people only got a little uh, amount uh, but they're going so fast you guys have had them for a while we don't get vapes for a while we don't get drinks yet um we only have chocolate chocolates and um uh chewables i guess that's what we have to call them because they're not allowed to call them gummies but that's what they are
0: but <laughs>
1: what's your experience so far with the uh, the edibles? Uh, I've had a little bit of chowy wowie chocolate, which was delicious, and had uh, really, really good effects for only 10 milligrams, I thought. Uh, but what's your experience mm. been?
3: Uh, it's been available here since about Christmas Eve, and generally the same selection uh, that's in other provinces. I've uh, been playing around a lot with edibles and really enjoying them for the most part. Uh, I've tried some of the Tweed, Baker Street peppermint chocolates which was pretty good uh, I've had you know Aurora a bunch of stuff from Aurora their spearmint chillers uh, those are actually one of my favorites oh. the, you these mints that they're selling and um, they're they're small they're only two milligrams each which I guess you know falls into those regulations uh, but they're they're really they're really nice to have on hand and uh, uh, what else have I tried yeah uh, the Foray chocolates that are out now are interesting because they're they're very small. So where you'd get uh, maybe an Aurora Drift product or a tweed baker street product that has four or five big chunks of chocolate and you know, up to almost two hundred calories in each one of these bars, the Foray ones are just bite sized, ten milligrams and about sixty calories each. What I found is that, uh, you know, it takes about 20 milligrams for me to get a half-decent buzz. Mm -hmm. And I feel, just for science, I think I might experiment to see just how many of these chocolates I can eat before thinking, whoa, I better stop. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a lot of people have have joked that the, the biggest risk now with edibles is diabetes because of how much you do have to eat and how many calories there are. And just to qualify that, everyone is different. I have friends who uh, can have one or two pieces of chocolate, you know, 2.5 milligrams each, uh, and be off to the races. They're feeling, they're feeling great. But for me, I think that I have a little bit higher tolerance. Um, it does get processed a little bit differently, too, it goes through the liver. So every person is different. And uh, we, by the way, we've, we've also had those, uh, those vapes here and my goodness are they uh are they ever potent it's like being hit by a hammer those things
1: you got to be really yeah. careful because they're so uh accessible they're so discreet uh there's no smell uh so you got to be careful uh it's not like smoking a joint
3: it's not i'm new i'm new to this whole uh, vaping side of things and you know i wasn't sure it was working when i was when i first tried it i hit the uh the San Rafael uh, Tangerine Dream disposable one was my first try and uh, I I didn't know how to turn it on apparently you, you basically just puff on it mm-hmm. but I didn't know that so I must have hit it 12 13 14 15 times before I realized oh, this is actually working yeah you're a, and, you're like uh, a cannabis
1: rookie
3: my goodness <laughs> it was uh, it was really something i i was staring at the wall for a little while just Caught my own uh, caught my own thoughts. It was it took me back to my early days. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, they are. Uh, the, you, you do have to definitely be careful. And uh, anytime you're trying something new, you have to uh, experiment with it uh, uh, slowly and, and make sure. Now you are a, a veteran, so I know you're not going to be um, uh, concerned and, and things like that. But there are people that, when they first start, if if they don't have a lot of experience with it, it, it could be uh, it could be an uncomfortable ride, so, uh, they mm-hmm. are a little bit different, but, um, it's, it's great that we have this and, and, you know, that's why, uh, shows like mine and uh, other shows out there have some good education and, and even in the retail stores, um, you know, you can get some good advice from the people working to make sure that, uh, you do enjoy the ride as there's going to be much more things, some of the drinks that are coming out and the teas I'm really excited about, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to Alberta. It's weird. We have almost 400 stores, but we're way behind uh, when it comes to season two.
3: <laughs> and you know, a great advice too that that going slow and figuring out how these these things do affect you. I, I think that that's definitely key. Um, it's and it's an adventure. I mean, look at it that way. If you go out and you and you get some chocolate or you get some uh, get the vapes or beverages when they're when they're out. Or, and available it, just enjoy the ride take your time and see how each one of these things affects you
1: yeah well as i said with my previous guest on this show when you do when you eat an edible and you get to the point where you think wow this isn't affecting me yet i want to have some more wait a half an hour more that's my advice when <laughs> when you think you should have more if you're new to edibles if you think you should have more cuz it's not hitting you wait another 30 minutes and it'll probably kick in in that point.
3: Yeah, it's, that's good advice. I, I also find that I tend to feel it more when I'm laying down. Mm. So if you're not feeling it, lay down, close your eyes, see what happens.
1: There we go. David, thank you as always for joining me on this week on Cannabis News. You can uh, follow David at Wiley Writer. You can follow Okanagan Z at Okanagan Z and check out the website com slash O-Z. Thanks again, David. We'll talk next week.
3: Great to talk to you, Dean.
1: And you as well, David. All right, before we get to our cannabis character this week, uh, we told you last week that we finally awarded our 420 followers const- contest on Twitter, and that was Jill Pollard from The Herb Life, uh, which is how she ended up on this uh, show. So great things uh, come from entering contests and picking winners. We're also doing a 420 followers Instagram contest contest as well so it's simple similar rules if you're familiar follow us on instagram at the cannabis 101 podcast that's all you have to do and spread the word because the sooner we get to 420 the sooner you could be winning a cannabis 101 podcast prize pack and who knows maybe be a guest on the show so hit us up on instagram at the cannabis one-on-one podcast as soon as we get to 420 we will draw a number and you could be going home with a prize pack
3: you got a joint
0: uh no not on me man (laughs) it'd be a lot cooler if you did time now for cannabis characters
2: dopest dope i've ever smoked
0: celebrating the best from fictional 420 film
2: Hey. I am your stoner,
0: <laughs> and beyond.
4: Heavy with
3: that man. Is it heavy stuff,
1: man? This week on Cannabis Characters, uh, we are paying tribute to the man, Tommy Chong, from Up and Smoke. The runner-up in our Cannabis Character Cup to the dude, of course, Jeff Bridges from. The Big Lebowski by 0.8%. It was that close. It was almost uh, a tie and we almost had to go uh, to a shootout, uh, which was just basically drawing names out of a hat. Sudden death overtime is much better. Three on three. I guess it'd be one-on-one in this case. But anyway, Tommy Chong, uh, the number one seed gets beaten by the dude. The number three seed uh, in the Cannabis Character Cup and uh, now we pay tribute to him. We will honor the champion next week. So, in Up and Smoke, uh, I'm sure most of you have seen it, but here are a few of my uh, favorite parts. The man, Tommy Chong, joins up with Pedro DePacas, of course, played by Cheech Marin, as a hitchhiker pretending to be a woman. Uh, Pedro says that's false advertising, but takes him in anyway, and they head down the road. Um, Cheech pulls out a joint. It's actually a toothpick. Then he finds his joint, and it's just a pinner. The man pulls out a giant joint. Cheech calls it Led Zeppelin. It's like a quarter pounder. And uh, that gets Pedro really baked.
3: talk to- it up, man. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it?
1: One of my favorite lines of all time from Tommy Chong. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Uh, me and my buddies, uh, we throw that each other when somebody has a harsh time uh, with something. So uh, Pedro gets a little bit freaked out. So the man uh, decides to give him something to calm him down. One of the best sequences in this movie for sure for me.
3: Hey, hey, I got something that'll melt you out, man. You're just freaking out here. Here. I never smoked no shit like that before. Take these. What? Take these. This will melt you out, man. What is this, man? Let's take them, man. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong shit, man. Hey, man, I already took them, man. Hey, what do you mean? Wow, man. Hey, what was that shit, man? You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Hey, man, I never had no acid before, man. He said, I hope you're not busy for about a month.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, one of the uh, phrases, when one of us picks up uh, a big batch of marijuana or a lot of pre-roll or something like that, we throw that there. Hope you're not busy uh, for about a month. Uh, So Pedro is even more freaked out now. And the man has to try and calm him down, this time with meditation.
3: Now just go, oh. What? Do it, man. Oh oh, oh. 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 Oh, shit. Mellow. Oh, man. Mellow. Mellow. Yeah. You better now, man? Yeah. You better? Feel all right, huh? Ah! What are you doing, man? Sometimes that helps.
1: Yeah, it's so good. It's one of the funniest scenes in the movie and one of the best of any Stoner movies out there. They end up on a search for Mary Jane. It takes them, you know, down to the border and other things. And they end up at Pedro's cousin's house, Strawberry a Vietnam vet who is pretty paranoid and has a very large birthmark. And just in a small scene, Chong shines.
3: Whatever you do, don't say nothing about his birthmark there, man, because he flips out. Yeah, I ain't going to talk about nobody's birthmark. Yeah, don't look at it either. (laughs) What you looking at, man? Oh, nothing. (laughs) I wasn't looking. I was just, I wasn't looking at his neck, man.
1: Uh, so good. So, uh, for me, Cheech is definitely kind of the lead guy in this movie. Chong gets, you know, more laid back, but so funny and he gets so much uh, better as the movies go on. Uh, he's the godfather of weed, Tommy Chong, as the man in Up and Smoke, runner up in the Cannabis Character Cup, and we celebrate him as our cannabis character, uh, this week, next week, uh, we will give the champion his due.
3: You mind if I do it, Jay?
1: You can do anything you want. You're the dude. Uh, by the way, check out the Cannabis 101 Podcast YouTube channel. I'm hoping to put this week's edition of What's That Strain up there. Working on that. Not very technically smart with computers, so it's taken me a while. If anybody knows how to uh, upload YouTube videos uh, because it keeps telling me it's too long, please uh, reach out to me. Uh, at the cannabis one oh one or cannabis one one podcast at gmail dot com. But anyway, we do have a YouTube channel. We will be putting some um some reviews, product reviews up there and different portions of the show, as well as other fun things. So check it out. Uh, cannabis One O One Podcast YouTube channel. And we had some fun this week with uh, Chris Syanson and what's that strain?
0: What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator.
1: Yes, Chris Ionson joining us here on the program, of course, from uh, Nova Cannabis. Jasper Ave location. And there you are on TV, as we say, for (laughs) What's That Strain. A new addition that we're throwing in here uh, so people can uh, see what we're talking about and uh, see uh, the product uh, that we are going to be talking about. And uh, that today is an interesting one. First of all, uh,
4: welcome uh, back to Podcast Alley in the Marsh. How has the uh, first little bit of edibles been? Uh, really good, Dina. Th- thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been really awesome. Uh, we just started selling on uh, Monday. Uh, we received our order and, geez, a lot of phone calls, a lot of people coming in. Uh, it's been awesome, though. Uh, yeah, it's been really good for the the industry.
1: Oh, that's good. Okay, so what we're doing today is uh, kind of a newer, um, I guess you'd say, to the, to the rec market. Uh, the strain is Cindy Jack. It's a Sativa-leaning hybrid, and it's from weed me uh i guess uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about weed me who is a kind of a newcomer
4: yeah for sure uh weed me uh they're out of ontario um they were established in uh, 2016 on the medicinal side um just recently they jumped into the alberta recreational market uh they're located in pickering ontario which is just outside of toronto and uh yeah like i said originally a medical provider but uh in late uh, 2019 just just recently they just finished their uh phase 2 uh for their existing facility so they went from 8000 square feet to 20000 square feet
1: that's a big jump when you're yeah. when you're uh doubling uh, your capacity uh yeah. in that situation um you know it's a it's a big leap of faith and obviously they're confident in what they've been providing so far and and uh, the customers as well and, and as you mentioned they are um, you know new to the rec market especially in alberta you guys just uh, just uh, saw this arrive
4: recently yeah last week yeah Brand new, but uh, whenever I see that new stuff come in, I, I always kind of try it out, uh, test it out. I feel like that's part of my job. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it it, it, it is. So in uh, that way, I can kind of pass that information on to my staff and customers. We can kind of share the knowledge yeah. uh, about it. But uh, yeah, trying it out uh, this past Monday was great. I bought some of the pre-rolls. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the pack of three and a half gram pre-rolls come in a little tube too, which is nice. Right. Real tight packaging. Uh, today we got the 3.5 bag, yeah. uh, which is nice too. It comes in that little, yeah, a little bag.
1: pouch, uh, I, uh, I picked up and I, I really like, um, the, the social responsibility that, uh, cannabis companies, most of them have, um, the, the complaints were there about packaging and so far they have been able to cut down some of that packaging yeah. three and a half grams fits perfectly in this pouch, uh, that I, uh, that I picked up. So, uh, works really well and they work really well. They're known as a small batch hydroponic cultivator and for people that maybe are new to cannabis or uh, maybe looking at uh, different styles of growing hydroponic is a different style of growing isn't it
4: yeah it is it's it's a soilless way to uh, to grow plants um so typically i, I you know uh, how i'm growing my my cannabis plants at home i've got uh mm-hmm. My cocoa uh, husk soil and uh, and I've used just kind of regular Dutch treat soil, too, and it's got nutrients already in it Uh, with a hydroponic system. um, You're delivering nutrients to your plant uh, through water uh, instead of through soil. So um, it's automated, which is pretty cool, too. So you kind of set it up. You've got piping going into each plant. and, and you set up a timer and kind of like set it and forget it.
1: <laughs> it's like the old uh, cookware that they were, uh, it's, it's really uh, amazing, fully automatic like that. So maybe it's a little bit more work in the beginning and then less yeah. work as you go.
4: Yeah. You, you nailed it. There it is uh, definitely. And there's a lot of tweaking that you're going to have to do with your system too, to, you know, get it, uh, your, mm-hmm. get your plants uh, producing the results that you want.
1: There's something really cool about these guys and that's uh, a bit of uh, exclusivity when it comes to um, one of the better seed providers in the world.
4: Yeah, yeah, they are Canada's exclusive partner with uh, Dutch Passion, the the seed bank uh, out of Amsterdam there. Uh, they're legends. Uh, they've been doing this for over 10 years now and some really legendary strains are, are in their, uh, repertoire and, and Weedney has, uh, exclusive rights to them in Canada. So that's cool.
1: That's amazing. Uh, an amazing exclusivity deal that they have here in the only ca- country in the world, really, yeah. um, you know, first world country that has legalized and they also have some, uh, are pretty cool strains other than uh, the cindy jack that we're going to be that i'm going to be uh testing out a little bit later sorry i don't mean to rub it in your face or anything <laughs> like that but they do have some other cool strains
4: yeah they do um so um what i saw on the website they've got afghani they've got a blue venom uh which sounds really cool i'm sure that's like a, a blueberry crossed with, i'm not sure what the venom is i should have looked into there's got to
1: be some sort of uh spider-man theme to <laughs> yeah. that almost though right
4: yeah totally i'm trying to think of what strains have spider names in them Anyways, white widow. Blue, blueberry, white widow, but that's white berry or uh, berry white. Hmm? Well, I'll, we'll look into it. We'll let we you guys will, know yeah. next week. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, they've also got a blueberry. Uh, they've got a Charlotte's angel. I, I'm assuming that's a CBD strain kind of reminds me of the Charlotte's web a right? bit.
1: We did that in our 12 strains, of, 12 strains of Christmas, a great backstory of changing the life of uh, not just one family, but many families.
4: Yeah, totally. Um So they've also got a glueberry OG. Um, So that's, that's gotta be a gorilla glue, blueberry and OG kush cross there. Uh, Sounds super awesome. Yeah, that really does sound cool. Yeah. And then the two other strains uh, that I saw that I'm pretty excited about, they've got a lemon Skittles skunk, which is going to be awesome. Mm. Uh, That's just. As soon as I see that in the market, I'm going to be picking it up.
1: That sounds sweet and very sweet as well uh, to taste. <laughs> Double sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that.
4: Yeah. And then lastly, uh, orange bud too, which is uh, just a nice flavorful uh, strain.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a little bit about uh, weed Me, uh, as mentioned, established in uh, 2016 and just jumped into the rec market in Alberta in the last little while. When we talk about the history of this strain, um, let's first talk about the, uh, lineage because you have two really cool stories or there are two really cool stories that accompany, uh, the, the lineage with this plant with the strain.
4: Yeah, for sure. So Cindy Jack, uh, is uh, a cross of Cinderella 99 and, uh, and the legendary Jack Herrera strain. Um, and so just two, two really cool stories uh, with both of them. Uh, C- Cinderella 99 was, uh. Created in 1996, um, and it was the brothers Brothers Grimm uh, breeders. Hmm. Um, and uh, within their group, they had this guy. His name was Mr. Soul, and so he didn't give out his, his real name. These are Prohibition days, so sure, obviously, he doesn't want uh, everyone knowing who you are. Yeah, uh, but Mr. Soul has been credited with discovering uh, the Cinderella 99 strain. And uh, in 96, he found uh, a few seeds in some Jack Herrera that he had picked up at a a uh, cafe in Amsterdam, uh, called, uh, Scentsy smile. Okay. And he didn't expect much from them, but he did plant them. And, uh, one of the, one of the plants that came out was this uh, very special female. Um, he named her princess. Nice. And, uh, what made her so special? She had, this is a quote from Mr. Soul here. Uh, she had devastatingly psych- psychoactive resin. Uh, she stayed short and compact and had a heavenly aroma of mm. tropical fruit and rotten meat. What? <laughs> yeah, rotten meat. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, that's uh, that's what Mr. Soul said uh, in his quote there. Wow. Uh, I believe that's that kind of that stank. That's a little, you know, the stank with your cannabis. Yeah, I guess.
1: And, it's a weird way to put it. How many times have we talked about everybody reacts a little bit differently than <laughs> the next person, or, or has the ability to relax or react differently than the next person, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah and it's I think it's subjective too that yeah. that smell that's what he smelled was rotten meat uh and uh, that's not to, you know, deter anyone from trying Cinderella no. 99. It's- well,
1: I can tell you the, the Cindy Jack that we're looking at right now is not If this was smell-o-vision, there is no rotten meat uh, yeah. scent yeah. coming off of yeah. this, that we have here. So, yeah. so that's kind of interesting with, uh, Cinderella 99. Yeah. What about, uh, Jack Herrera? We, yeah. We've, we've talked a little bit about, uh, this strain and, and the person behind it, uh, before.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a cannabis legend uh, for sure. Um, they called him the Emperor of Hemp. Such
1: uh, a cool nickname.
4: Yeah, that's that's rad. Um, he was a cannabis rights activist. Uh, very very thorough. Uh, he participated mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, a lot of politics and uh, you know trying to get legalization in the states. Um, he's also an author. He wrote a really cool book. I think it's called The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Uh, very 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 neat. similar
1: to the the play uh, that yeah, the movie. It has yeah, it's
4: a play on that. Um, and he's also the, he was the director of, uh, help and marijuana prohibition, uh, hemp and so good. Yeah. And, uh, also too, he, he ran for president of the United States twice, uh, in 1988 and 1992. He would have had my
1: vote. Yeah, me too. Yeah. For I, sure. I would definitely be voting for uh, Jack Herrera. Yeah. Uh, for, for president of the United States if I was American.
4: Yeah. Right. It's, it's a shame, but he, he did pass away. He passed away in to, 2010, uh, at the age mm. of 70. Uh, so it's a shame we can't get him in right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just very, very cool. He's a legend. Um, you know, anyone, anyone with a nickname, the emperor of hemp is, uh, is cool in my books.
1: Yeah, there is some ridiculously great nicknames, uh, in the, uh, cannabis industry. All right. So weed M E weed me, dot ca is the website. And, you know, we were looking at this before and I find, the, um, the, th- the first word that came to mind was, uh, it's very clean. And then you start digging in, and it's really informative too.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of a lot of good inf- information on their site, uh, and but not not too much. Like sometimes you'll get to a site where it's just okay. I don't have time to read all of this uh so many pop-ups so, or different yeah, things they're so yeah. kind of giving you the coals notes uh yeah very cl- clean and crisp uh kind of had like a, a maybe a medicinal feel to the website yeah. of it
1: uh, i think i think that's a good and and makes sense them coming from yeah the medicinal side so uh you know they're but it, it is very clean and uh uh in good business like is kind of what i yeah. look at that way and and very very informative too uh there's there's lots of different things you can Uh, drop down on and, and, and expand upon uh, how they do things, how they grow, et cetera. So a lot of, um, I appreciate the, the kind of the, the behind the curtain look kind of uh, with, with these cannabis companies that uh, tell you how they do it. You know, we've talked about uh, Tantalus Labs and, and, you know, their, their, um, creative way that they grow you in sun and rainwater and, and they're open about it. They'll, they'll tell you how to build one of those things. So yeah. I love how, uh, weedme.ca has their, uh, information and backstory on there.
4: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A lot of good information on their website.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, the batch, uh, that I grabbed here, uh, three and a half grams THC percentage.
4: Yeah. This one came in at 20% right on the nose there. Okay. Uh, So that's a bit of a a higher uh, sativa there for sure.
1: Yeah. And and we should mention that sativas with high THC content sometimes uh, can bring on a little bit of anxiety and and paranoia depending on the person. Um, But it's more likely that you get that from those types of strains.
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely with the sativas and the higher THC range, it will kind Mm.
1: of
4: lead to that. Uh, It's just important to kind of, Keep, a uh, monitor it. And,
1: right. Exactly. You know. Okay. So when we talk about what's in a name, uh, this is uh, one of my favorite parts of this, because, uh, there's some really creative stuff that's out there. This is pretty self-explanatory. Like Cindy Jack comes from Cinderella 99 and Jack Herrera. It's not hard to figure out where Cindy Jack comes from.
4: Yeah, no. <laughs> I, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of the cannabis strains. Sure. Um but it, it's cool. It makes it easy to kind of figure things out. Like, you know, when we were talking about, you know, blueberry OG, just looking at that name, I was able to kind of figure out, mm-hmm. well, I'm pretty sure that it's got some gorilla glue in it. And that's right. You know, blueberry and, and the OG Kush, right? Like you can kind of figure things out. So same with Cindy Jack. Um back in Cali, I, I've I've just heard from uh it's very popular strain in California, the mm-hmm. C- Cinderella 99 and, and, uh, you know, the homies in Cali, they call it Cindy or Cindy 99, uh, just to shorten it up. So,
1: all right. Like so a of- slang on the name already. Yeah. All there right. You go. Uh, okay. Um, the look, um, first of all, uh, let's, uh, take a look at the, uh, packaging as I'll uh, throw it up there. There you see, it's a, uh, resealable childproof pouch. Uh, It's not a box, as I mentioned, uh, it's responsible and safe.
4: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it's got the little pull tab on the back there, like uh, with the original stash bag. Um, Yeah. It's nice and small too. I mean, I feel like they've, they've just made it as small as it needs to be. Easily
1: fit that in your pocket.
4: Yeah. I've seen, I've seen pouches come like one grams come in pouches bigger than what they put their three and a half in. It's
1: unnecessary. Yeah. Um, Okay. When we looked at this and we used uh, my uh, new microscope.
4: Yeah. I was hooked cool. it up
1: to uh, the iPad and it's, it's just so fun to get a good look at, uh, the canopy. Cannab- like you can look at a plant with a naked eye or a bud and be like, I don't see any trichome coverage there or anything like that. And then you look a little bit closer and wow. Um, first of all, um, mostly a bit of a dark coverage, but a little bit of a two-tone green. There was some lighter and, or maybe mostly lighter and a little bit. A yeah. few dark uh, yeah, patches.
4: I, I would say, yeah, leaned more towards light green with some dark green chunks in there. Um, definitely some dark orange, almost brown uh, pistols mm-hmm. in there. And like you mentioned, the, the tricone coverage looked real nice. Like uh, Even without the magnifying glass, I just put the uh, spotlight on my phone mm-hmm. on it and you could see it kind of uh, shining' little crystals in there
1: yeah well when we used the uh, the microscope man it was like it was exploding it was just you know bright white everywhere and that's kind of <laughs> what it's uh, you know people think it's uh, like crystals or hairs or whatever and it's just part of the plant that's falling off and I was explaining to somebody about the the four-piece grinder and the keef catcher and you know mm-hmm. this is such an important thing for uh, uh for cannabis uh, fans to get the most out of it
4: yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's that extra little kick for your, for your joint or your bowl.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Terpene time. Uh, one of my favorite times. What are we looking at with this?
4: Uh, with the Cindy Jack, we've got, uh, myrcene, mm-hmm. uh, we've got caryophyllene and we've got, uh, pinene in there as well. Those are the three main ones.
1: So, um, myrcene, once again, a lot of people, uh, associate that with, uh, going to sleep. This is a hybrid, uh, yeah. sativa leaning hybrid, so it does have uh, different effects, uh, depending on maybe what it's, uh, combined with, uh, but karyophylline, one of my favorites and, and pinene it's a, it's a pretty common terpene as well, isn't it?
4: Yeah. I think these are three of the more popular common, uh, terpenes that are out there, so with Mercy, we get that kind of earthy, clovey, uh, taste mm-hmm. the karyophylline, the black pepper spice and the pinene is going to be piney and kind yeah. of woodsy.
1: Earthy taste. Uh, So just quickly, uh, terpenes, uh, for those that may be new, and this is episode 32, but we're grabbing new listeners all the time. If Mm -hmm. somebody's new to cannabis, uh, give them a rundown of uh, terpenes and maybe the entourage effect as well.
4: Yeah, for sure. So um, in uh, all plants or cannabis plants and all plants, there's uh, terpenes and they're aromatic oils that secrete from the glands uh, and they provide that kind of smell and that taste and flavour and so with that, you'll get some that are going to be, uh, citrusy, some that are going to be earthy, uh, or dirty, tastes like kind of the dirt mm-hmm. or, uh, there's the sweetness, uh, fruity and berry. There's all kinds of different flavors. And with that too, there's effects that come with terpenes. So we call it the entourage effect and that's the THC content of your cannabis, the CBD content and your terpenes. And within that kind of, you kind of, kind of mix it up and, um, depending on which terpenes are are present, which ones are are dominant, uh, that's going to play a factor with the effects. So certain terpenes, um, and they're doing a lot of testing on it right now to kind of figure things out, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's some, like you mentioned, mercine is is known to kind of give you that couch lock effect. Um, and that's not for everybody. Everyone is, is different, but it's pretty general there, um, to say that it would, you know, a heavy mercine strain is going to glue you to your couch and, uh, or as limonene is a burst of energy, a little right. bit more uplifting. You're going to see that in more, uh, sativas.
1: Okay. So desired effect. Uh, and again, we should point out everybody is a little bit different. So everybody reacts, but, uh, your experience and, um, you know, from your research, uh, what's the desired effect for Cindy Jack?
4: Yeah. Uh, definitely an uplifting cerebral high. Like definitely felt it in my head. Um, it was good for some laughs. I, uh, I brought it out to. Uh, I was doing board games with friends, and uh, yeah, I was just. Uh, we had a real fun time. Um, kind of a good, good social strain. I found. Uh, yeah, and
1: those are so important too. Um, as we, uh, some people anyway, um, um, move away from uh, alcohol, and they still want to have a, a, a lively night. It's uh, it's fun, or you know, there's lots of people that are saying, "Hey, I'm just gonna try cannabis here and, and bring a little bit more life to the party." I find.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's me, man. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I barely drink now. Just like in the last couple of months, I've gone out to like functions or been out. My all my friends are drinking. I'll have you know drinks here and there, but it's it's more so for me. It's all right. When's my next mm-hmm. cannabis break? <laughs> you
1: no. Know? Well, uh, my cannabis break is uh, right now, nice. as I'm gonna load up the uh, the uh, my Hexasaurus Rex, as I uh, call it, the <laughs> hexagon from uh, burnt. Uh, but let's get into what and who is this good for? Uh, because we certainly want to be able to recommend strains for certain cannabis users. But first of all, let's talk about, you know, what this is good for.
4: Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's definitely a daytime strain for sure. Um, uh, but not, you know, not to say that you can't smoke it uh, later on in your day. Um, I just feel with the energy that I got from it, you know, i was productive i got stuff done so i I definitely a a good strain for being productive um hanging with your friends kind of uh you know being 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 funny and you know goofing off with your pals uh that's that's what it it did for me productivity you can can really
1: um um you know what maybe you got some uh, um whether it's chores or uh, cleaning
4: the house dishes laundry Uh, i think it'd be good for that um I will say though, uh, a couple of days ago, I, I had my last pre-roll uh, of the Cindy Jack left, and I, I did, I light, lit it up at 11 p.m., uh, which, you know, in my opinion, I, th- I thought it might have been a little late, but I was kind of testing it out. That has happened to you before. It has, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I found that I, I was okay to sleep. It was, it was all good. So it wasn't really like uh, too, too much of a buzzy sativa. Uh, okay. I was able to
1: now uh, we should say, uh, despite this being a great uh, social strain, it is not a beginner strain.
4: Yeah, no, sure isn't. That twenty percent uh, is a little too high for a new new consumer to Canada. With cannabis. it in a sativa. Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I could see like a new consumer maybe maybe take like a puff of it even, but like I just think you want to start with something lower THC for sure.
1: Like, okay, so this is almost like. Okay. We, we look at beginner, uh, level one, intermediate level two expert, you know, really experienced level three. Yeah. This is approaching level three. Is it not?
4: Yeah, it is. Uh, 2.7, 2.8 out of three, (laughs) getting to three there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, it's not, it's after step two, but it's not quite step three. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's close. Um, so definitely if you're new to cannabis, uh, you know, wait a little while until you can, uh, get some confidence and experience and, and, and know what you're, uh, what you're getting into. Okay. So taste test, um, and I know from the terpenes what to expect, and I definitely got some, uh, spice, but, uh, not the most dominant maybe.
4: Yeah. Uh, earthy is kind of mm-hmm. the main, the main thing that I noticed for sure. Uh, with like just a hint of spice in there too. Yeah. And that's the karyophylline just peeking its head in there.
1: You know but it karyophylline for me is uh I don't know if it's uh the right word strong, but it, it's you know, even though there's a hint, it's a prevalent hint. Like it's like prevalent's a good word for know, it, like for. yeah. It's, it's like it's there. it stands out, yeah, but it's not the main focus, let's say, of uh of maybe the terpene profile. I'm, I'm not sure. It seems like that tasting it anyway.
4: Yeah, that's that's well said, Dean. I, I agree with that All for right, sure, man. So
1: earthy, yeah, sweet, a little bit of spice, Cindy Jack. A, a Sativa-leaning hybrid from WeedMe. You can check them out on uh, the internet, uh, weedme.ca, and obviously you can pick this up in uh, stores in Alberta now as they are just new to the rec market. Uh, also just new to the rec market, edibles. Oh, uh, yeah. They are here. Um, and uh, you, um, when you're not uh, dabbling on TV, uh, <laughs> as uh, as we saw you the other day, uh, you've been busy with these, uh, edibles. We have, a a little bit that I picked up when I came in, uh, to get the, uh, the Cindy Jack and, uh, we've got some Chowy Wowie chocolate here. So yeah. tell us what, what it's been like, uh, for the first few days of edibles.
4: Uh, yeah, it's been good. So, so Monday we got our delivery and, uh, yeah, just. Phone calls coming in, people popping by all day, even with this cold, cold weather, mm-hmm. uh, people are still coming out. Uh, they're hungry they are hungry that's right uh so what we did get we got uh some cookies by aurora and they were kind of neat i did i had one uh, monday night i had to try it out um there are two uh chocolate cookies uh they're five milligrams of thc each so we do have a 10 milligram max on on all packages with our edibles uh here in alberta so um five milligrams of cookie really tasty though like couldn't even uh, taste the cannabis. It was just a really good munchie is all it was. Uh, so that was really nice. Uh, we've gotten a bunch of chocolate options too, some with CBD, some with THC, uh, and then the chewables. I think that's probably been the more the most popular thing. Uh, we did sell out at my store uh, of the chewables. They, mm-hmm. uh, they went through and in a day. Um, everyone's just wants to get that, on that gummy train. So are you guys, um, like
1: instantly filling out an order for the next week or are you, you know, like, is that how fast it goes? Like, is this almost like the, the beginning, uh, October, uh, 2018
4: yeah. again? Ah, that's, it's kind of like, so what's available to order, you know, week to week is, uh, I, I took everything that I could, yeah. uh, this past week and I'm going to do the same thing next week, but, uh it's really a matter of uh you know what the lps are producing and mm-hmm. what they're packaging up and and sh- sending over to the aglc so uh with that uh I, I i'm worried that it might be a little bit like that we might see it's uh it being kind of like if you want edibles you got to come on delivery day kind mm-hmm. of a thing uh i don't you know the flower the pre-rolls the oils that's that stuff will still be there but i think that if you you know got your mind set on getting some gummies for the weekend uh you might want to Find out uh, a delivery day of a store and go there mm-hmm. uh, before it sells out.
1: Okay, so this, uh, by the way, I think this was about uh, like six fifty something like that. Less, yeah, there's there's
4: six forty five in, six, in yeah, our store. Yeah, something like
1: that. So uh, that's pretty good. You get uh, ten milligrams. Uh, you can split it up. You can eat both, uh, depending on your experience level. You can split one half of it with another person.
4: Yeah, that's right. And and, and, and you get a,
1: and you basically would get uh, what two and a half grams
4: yeah yeah and it's homogenized too so you split it right down the middle uh you are gonna get that 2.5 uh out of that five milligram piece Mm -hmm. so that's nice and um it's also nice too with with the stuff that we we sell in the stores is um you know what you're getting you know you're getting that 10 milligrams of thc there's no uh, more or less there's no oh i this this portion of my brownie batter had Way more THC it than the end here. Yeah,
1: and- this part of the party that ate this brownie is doing one thing, and this part of the party that ate a brownie on the other side is, is doing a totally different thing yeah. because it's... Uh, so, yeah, it is good that it is even. You know what you're getting. You know that it's past an inspection. You know there's no yeah, health filler, Canada, chemicals chemo- in there or anything like that, and it is something that you can trust.
4: Yep, big time. Um, tastes delicious, too. That We got to talk about that. Uh, everything that I've tried, I've, th- I've tried four four items so far in the mm-hmm. edibles, uh, cookie, uh, gummies, chocolate, uh, and another chocolate. Uh, all were delicious though. Like, um, just I didn't feel like I was you know, consuming cannabis, mm-hmm. felt like I was just having a munchie. Uh, so that was that was nice. Uh, but you know, be mindful of that, people. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't just uh, go munching on them all, like, be aware that uh, they are medicated
1: and make sure. That you, especially with edibles, and and this is new for a lot of people is that, you know, if you think they haven't kicked in yet, just wait a little yeah. bit longer. Like if you're, if you're sitting there and you eat it for the first time and 45 minutes has gone by and you're like, uh, I don't think this has kicked in. Wait another 15 or a half an hour.
4: Yeah. At, at least that I think half hour I've heard of edibles kicking in like two, two and a half hours okay, later. Yeah. Just so, depends on what you
1: ate. That yeah. Day what, yeah, what I'm, I, I think you just, the, 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 the good advice is if you, if you have something and you don't think it's kicked in, wait just a little bit longer before you have something else.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sure. it's not
1: going to ruin it. Yeah. You know, waiting the, a little bit longer is not going to ruin it.
4: Yeah, and you can't really undo it. So let's that's, say you take that second right. dose. You can't, you know, take it out of you yeah. it, It's there. So yeah, it's just important to be mindful of that.
1: All right. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, our first, uh, video version <laughs> of, uh, what's that strain? We did Cindy Jack, a sativa leaning hybrid from Weed Me. You can check them out on the internet at weedme.ca. Uh, Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks as always uh, for coming out to uh, podcast alley and uh, joining me on what's that strain?
4: yeah thanks for having me dean it's been great
1: it was a lot of fun and hopefully i will be able to get that uploaded to the cannabis 101 podcast youtube channel um we're still working on uh, some of the things so don't judge us too harshly uh, for the quality and we have some big things in the works and kind of give you a behind the scene look at the cannabis 101 podcast and you can join us for what's that strain if you tell us what's your strain, it's simple. All you do is uh, send us an email at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That's Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com with what is your strain you would like us to, be, to review. If we pick your strain, you not only will be able to sit in with us and discuss it and ask your own questions, but I'm going to give you a $100 shopping spree. And Chris is going to help you pick out some great stuff. So there you go. What's your strain? You can be on the show and I'm going to take you on a $100 shopping spree, uh, with Chris helping you out with all the good stuff. Check it out at thecannabis101podcast.ca. Thank you very much to Jill Pollard for joining me from The Herb Life. David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ and of course, science and our educator from uh, the Jasper Ave location of Nova Nova Cannabis. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and please leave us a review. It's very helpful for us to know what we're doing right and what we can improve on. And if you would like to be involved in the show, possibly as a guest or as an advertiser, please email me cannabis101podcast@ at gmail.com. That's Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy.
0: This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.